Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. It's time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Welcome to the Hive O'Clock Alarm on this Thursday. We have Hive Talk Live Thursdays brought to you by ESPN 730 coming up tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. But first, I'm joined by David Walker, and we have a little standings check to do, David. We had a couple of uh, couple of key victories, or key losses, I should say, in the Eastern Conference that should help out the Charlotte Hornets. The Atlanta Hawks lose to Toronto 18 turnovers for the Hawks led to 25 Raptors points. Toronto, the second seed in the East, getting the win over Atlanta, the third seed. And in the late game, which I actually managed to watch a large portion of before passing out, the Los Angeles... Uh, yeah, uh, I did, I swear. I watched it all uh, until the fourth quarter. I should have stayed, though, because uh, the Lakers beat the Miami Heat uh, in overtime. Overtime, 102-100, a game after the Los Angeles Lakers lost by 48 points. This was also uh, the first game since the swaggy P. D'Angelo Russell tape gate. If you haven't heard swaggy about gate. Swaggy gate. If you haven't heard about this, folks, uh, D'Angelo Russell in hot water with the rest of his teammates after secretly recording Swaggy P. Nick Young, the, the other guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, describing some of his infidelities. Uh, with uh, or, or or towards his fiance Iggy Azalea, only in Los Angeles. I just speak the words and they sound ridiculous. Uh, but uh, so well, D'Angelo Russell in hot water. Or, or, what do you think about this whole situation, David? Yeah, not a good situation, Doug. Um, a young guy, a prank gone wrong is the company line, I guess. But you know, Byron Scott's talked about D'Angelo's immaturity on the court. And don't don't make court. us don't make us defend Byron Scott. Damn it, D'Angelo! No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, but no, uh, you're not. It's D'Angelo. Because, yeah, not a good move. I mean, got booed at home. Uh, <laughs> the entire town of LA was probably booing him. But uh, you know, that's just not a not a smart thing to do to to, to your teammate to, to anyone you're going to play him with. I, I think. Though that, you know, the further we get away from this, like everything, I mean, it may cool down a little bit, but certainly, hey, I mean, I mean, maybe he should be taping more, more uh, teammates at this point. They got a big win last night. Yeah, maybe it inspired the inspired the troops. All right. So let's take a look. Uh, We know that D'Angelo Russell is last place in the Western Conference. Let's look at the Eastern Conference with the losses by Atlanta and Miami. It looks like this Atlanta still in the third seed uh, at 45 and 31 and now a game back. The Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, the Charlotte Hornets all tied at 43 and 31. The Celtics have a game coming up tonight in Portland. And then the Hornets, of course, play the Philadelphia 76ers at home uh, in uh, on Friday night. And we'll have a full preview mm-hmm. of that game tonight on Hive Talk Live Thursdays, brought to you by ESPN 730. But, David, the, the Hornets, with a Celtics loss and, and a Hornets victory, 
have a shot by by Friday evening to be in the driver's seat for the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. That's pretty exciting. It is pretty exciting. If they have any hope of doing that, they really have to make hay this week. And I think next week it gets a little tougher. I believe they got Cleveland on Monday. So they've got their schedule obviously gets tougher anytime you play Philadelphia twice in a row. Uh, there's only one way to go. But for them to make up some ground here was imperative. And they'll just have to uh, play play this out. I do wonder, it's got to be a focus for this team to try and get that home court advantage, seeing how much of success they've had at home this year. And, you know, having kind of the rebirth of, of the hive and that crowd has got to be something they, they want to do. If it's, if it's at all in reach, I, you got to think they're going to try and game plan for that, don't you? Well, well, certainly, because, look, I think with, with the situation in the East being as close it is, as it is, I don't, think, I don't think the teams really concern themselves with what matchup they're going to have and they don't no, play that yeah. way. But I think if you're a fan and you're looking at it, you're going, well, look, if they get the fourth or the fifth seed – they're going to have to play Cleveland in the second round if they're able to get out of the first round. So, you know, I think if you're a Hornets fan, you'd rather play Toronto. But but if you have to play Cleveland in the second round, then you want to be in the fourth seed. You want to have that home court advantage at least uh, to get yourself out of the first round. So, yeah, I mean, if the Hornets are able to get that fourth seed and get home court advantage, it will it will do them wonders, I think. And look, I mean, they're only a game back of the third seed. Now, th- with only uh, eight or nine games remaining for each team, it's going to be an uphill climb to because you've got to yeah. really you got to get a half, you've got to get a full game above uh, whatever team is below. You cannot tie them. So uh, right. that that will be a struggle for the Hornets as they start to do the math on on the rest of the season, but it's still exciting. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't looked at the other teams' schedules as a comparison yet, but I mean, yeah, honestly, looking to, past the first round at this point, I, I get it, and it's exciting to do and it's fun. But let's get let's win a game. Uh, let's get let's get the Hornets in the win column. You know what I mean? I mean, not towards you or to anybody else. I mean, they, they put themselves in that position to have that conversation now. But um, like, I'm still trying to guarantee this playoff spot at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and it could happen on Friday if the Bulls the the magic number right now sits at two. And so if the Bulls lose uh, tonight against the Houston tonight. Rockets that, and the Hornets win on Friday night, then we could uh, – that that's it. The Hornets will have locked up that playoff spot. And we're giving away tickets to that game tonight on uh, Hive Talk Live Thursday. You have to listen live, though. We're only giving the tickets away to uh, those folks that listen live at 6 o'clock p.m. on HiveTalkLive.com. Uh, just another note on this uh, Heat-Lakers game. This has to be a little bit of a warning to the Hornets, I think, as they prepare for Friday night's game because the Heat certainly should have beaten the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, the Lakers have more NBA talent than the Philadelphia 76ers, but you, ha- you have to be focused. I mean, you have, to, you have to beat these teams that you're supposed to beat. Just because your strength of schedule isn't high doesn't mean that these, these victories are guaranteed. Yeah, they're at home. The Hornets have that going for them. Um, they're not in LA, so that won't be a distraction for the Sixers. But you know, they just just have a, a rather easy game against that team. So sometimes that can play with the team's psyche, and it's not out of the realm of possibility, or it's not out of character for this team to come out flat, even when you don't think they should, and or when you know they shouldn't, uh, even at home. So yeah, they got to stay locked in. I wonder if you know the Bulls, what they do tonight, will have any effect on it. It, it feels like. Feels like I may be counting on that more than anyone else because at this point, you know, two games, one game, whatever it is, 
the playoff berth seems like an inevitability, but still, yeah, you got to stay locked in. I mean, that's the thing with this team. That's been the theme with this team the whole season. So um, you, you have to think Clifford will have them locked in, but at this point, the players need to be there as well. And I'm, I mean, I'm still confident that they will. Friday night, home game, it should be a good crowd too. So, And you can be there. We'll be there for history. That's right. And and one of the final chances to see the Hornets, who play a lot of road games, I think they only have, what, uh, three home games remaining. So get, get, you right. know, listen live tonight uh, and get a chance to see the Hornets in action before the playoffs. Uh, a guy who's always locked in, veteran power forward Marvin Williams, was on the Hangtime podcast with Siku Smith, and he had this to say, as far as my fit, my comfort level, my confidence level, I really feel like I fit in here in Charlotte. I'm really enjoying it. And I bring up this quote because I, I we forgot to mention this, but uh, Nicholas Batum, after uh, the the mm-hmm. last victory, said mm-hmm. he and after that triple double game, nineteen points, twelve rebounds, twelve assists, really unprompted uh, by oh, Dale yeah. Curry's question, he said he loves playing here. He loves playing loves for the it. coaching staff, and, and I think we're starting to hear these quotes. And again, this was unprompted by Marvin. This was unprompted by. Um, uh, by Nicholas Batum, these guys are saying, "Look, I love playing in Charlotte. I love playing in this system, and and you know, it, this system has brought the best out in several of these players, including Courtney Lee and Jeremy Lin, has brought the best out of these players as they look towards free agency. Could that have an effect, David, on whether or not the Hornets, a a small market, is able to hold on to their free agents?" Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially everyone's going to have money. I mean, I guess not everybody, but well, I guess everybody will have some money. But I mean, the Hornets are going to be up there and have plenty of money to spread around. They're going to have to choose where to do it. But fit is absolutely uh, goes into that thinking for some of these guys, especially some of these guys that have been around, right? I mean, look at Lynn. He's been in different situations. Batum has been in only one situation, but he's been in the league long enough to, to know what kind of what else is out there and how things work. As far as uh, as far as fit, and especially when you see a good fit and you feel a good fit, and you're playing well, and you're, the team is having success, and you got a good coaching staff in place, and the culture is up and coming. I mean, all those things are going to go into uh, into factoring when what he does in the offseason. But you know, the guy that had to have the biggest smile on his face, or maybe two guys or three guys, when that when they saw that quote was Rich Cho, Michael Jordan, and and Steve Clifford, certainly because you're right, that that kind of came out of nowhere, but he just he was borderline gushing over the over the status here in Charlotte now, which for fans as well, I mean, you gotta like that because he's playing he's playing excellent basketball right now. Hey, David, if the team fits, you must resign <laughs> it. I've been watching far too much People versus OJ. Wow, <laughs> season finale coming up or series? Really serious finale? Having, what, what, I mean, you gonna be a cliffhanger? Or your second season? What are you looking for? <laughs> well, we do. We have a we have a civil trial. They could go into that and 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 many other things with uh, OJ's well, life. They, OJ's well, life didn't end yeah. after the trial. Uh, it has been well, Doug. If, if if you can't get enough of that, you've talked about the ESPN doc that's coming out. That's supposed uh, to be seven amazing. and a half hours. Yeah, um, Chuck Klosterman called it one of the best things that ESPN has ever produced, and it's coming out. Uh, in June, a seven and a half hour documentary on not only OJ but his really his entire life and a lot of the situations that surrounded the trial. I'm looking forward to it because it is well such a complex situation. Well, yeah, and also I think I don't want to get the network wrong. I want to say it's Esquire, but I could have just read that somewhere. They're putting the trial back on TV. 
So oh. I think they're cutting it. Uh, they're cutting it to the actual trial. They're, I think they're chopping it down to like 12 hours. So clear your calendar. Um, but yeah, that whole thing's going to be back on TV, so you can really dive in. Because you were probably just a, a wee youngster when that was when going down, Doug. Right? I yeah, I was 90, 95. What was that? Uh, I was about seven, eight years old. I remember the verdict. That's I mean, really sure that's really it. all I'm I sure remember. You were taking notes. I'm sure you're taking notes and discussing it, but you know it's good for a refresher. I, yeah, I did some I did some court TV hits. Um, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> Seven year old um, uh, re- reporting. The beard on. was probably the beard was probably what helped you get that. Oh, listen, but, it was in full. It was in full effect. I'm getting comments on my. <laughs> it's weird. I'm getting comments on my on my beard and and how kempt or unkempt it is. Uh, all right, oh, oh, one, it's a, it's an odd thing. One one last thing before before we get out of here, Patrick Ewing was on the Vertical podcast. My, man, Hornets are everywhere. I, I I don't know if I just wasn't paying enough attention last season, or if it really is it's, it's this season. I, I can't I can't can't cut, stretch out like I used to. <laughs> uh, Patrick Ewing was on the Vertical podcast, and he says uh, that he would want to head coach the Knicks if the Knicks came knocking. Uh, he said, if the Knicks called me and offered me that position or gave me an interview, I think it would be great. I've played there. I'm one of their best players. My number is in the rafters. I think it would be a great fit. David, he can't be any worse than, than Rambus has been or Fisher has I been. Mean, I mean, this could anyone, this could be a yeah. real thing because they, they will have to have a coaching search this offseason. At this point, what other move could they do to, to like energize aside from, I don't know, some out-of-the-box personnel move i mean can you think of a better fit honestly and he's a guy that deserves a coach i don't i don't, I don't know if, i don't know if he deserves that particular situation uh joking of course but yeah I, that'd be cool to see right he does well, yeah when you say he doesn't deserve it you mean it would be bad for him yeah i mean not, not the <laughs> other way around yeah <laughs> he doesn't deserve that headache yeah exactly so he's been an assistant since 2002 and he's been an assistant under Jeff Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy, and now Clifford. So that's that's a pretty good coaching tree, and not a pretty good. That's oh, a great yeah. coaching tree. So yeah. you know, I, much has been reported about uh, about Patrick Ewing. Is he ready to become a head coach? I, I, you know, I personally hate to lose him as you know a member of the yeah. Hornets staff. But if it, if it was going to happen, I think that would be a, a great. Uh, I don't know about fit, but I mean it would be at least a, a good storyline returning to the place that made you famous, or you made famous, and um, you know making it happen. I think yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Well, thing. Let me ask you this: Let me ask you this, Doug. If that did happen, and I think that's going to happen, whether it's this year or next year, but sometime soon, because mm-hmm. it's been talked about for a while, and it should happen. But so that would be Mark Price, who's coaching the uh, Charlotte 49ers. That'd be Patrick Ewing who would go on for an NBA coaching job. So that starts to be – does that turn into like a thing, you think? Like yeah, well, Steve Clifford, hey, Clifford, hey. Guys, you know, they're Clifford's, going there. Oh, the Clifford start, yeah, Clifford's starting his own tree. And, yeah. you know, he's branching out from the, the Van Gundy tree and starting his own. It's a small it's a small little bonsai tree. Setting roots. Point, but, small little bonsai right. tree. <laughs> but it soon will be a strong oak tree. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, that would be really cool. All right, uh, tonight – Hive Talk Live Thursdays brought to you by ESPN, 6 o'clock p.m., HiveTalkLive.com. Dustin Pfeiffer, a big announcement here. Dustin Pfeiffer, who you heard on the last uh, Thursday show, he's joining the Hive Talk Live team as a special contributor. His first report will be on what has made Courtney Lee such a valuable addition to the team and how it could pay huge dividends in the playoffs. Plus, we'll play a portion of an interview that I'm about to conduct in, in mere 
hours with Jonathan Abrams, writer of the new book, Boys Among Men, which profiles the journeys of those who made the leap directly from high school to the pros. It's a fantastic book, amazing book. David, you and I will talk more in depth, and the entire interview will be played on Tuesday's show. Uh, and, And we're asking the question to Jonathan. This is an important question. Would Kobe Bryant have really played in Charlotte had the franchise not had a deal in hand with the Lakers, or had they just gone back yeah. on the deal, would Char- would Kobe have been a Hornet? I'll ask Jonathan Abrams that, and we'll we'll play a portion of that interview tonight. Definitely listen, get a chance to win two tickets to uh, Friday night's game against Philadelphia. Until then, Hornets fans, all hail the teal and purple.